Hello and welcome to Fantasy Take TV's Round 13 Review Podcast. Uh, today on the agenda, we'll discuss uh, how we went, our trades and whatnot. We'll give out a hot take um, for the rest of the year. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll speak about premiums that we want to bring in to our sides uh, in each line, but we're going to order them so you know which we, we prefer. A um, whole bunch of options with more options this week in the last buy round. Uh, we'll speak about should we trade certain primos on the last buy. We'll speak about the rookies, of course, and captains and the Discord Q&A. So first things first, uh, Eno, start us off. How did you go this week and what were your trades? Actually, on top of the leaderboard for us three this week, it's a rare sight. It's a rare sight, but 1893. Had to trade Baz, like many of us, or probably all of us that owned us, owned him and um, went to Zach Merritt. He was the clear option for me. I couldn't afford the Parrish or Walsh, which turned out pretty lucky in the end. Well, more with Parrish, who... Thing is i probably wouldn't have gone in the end i probably would have gone walsh but um yeah merit look he wasn't great but uh, i think he should give us at least like sort of a 105 at worst so he was all right did uh sdk to sinclair um so it was sort of two up and that doing merit allowed me to get sinclair as well who i thought was the best option in defense and then did uh robbie mccomb to judson clark who um i mean jade is in the same situation we went clark just because we couldn't really know if where was playing so Went with him. He was good, but I still think I prefer where, you know, on my defender bench. But um, we might be getting some options this week. Who knows? We'll we'll wait for the team. So sitting at 12K now, and um, let's hope I can keep going upwards. But <laughs> we'll see. JD, do you also have a message from our sponsors? <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, we, we can we can do that. Uh, so I'll quickly go through, I guess, my where I'm at. So I scored 18-21, moved up a few ranks to 17K-ish. Oh. Trades very similar. So um, Baslanka forced trade into Merritt, um, Sam DeConning into Doherty, and then McComb into Clark. And yeah, I guess we can quickly talk about Manscaped. Uh, obviously, we talked about freeing Dean Cox last week. And I'll tell you what, there was one viewer that tuned in last week and took our advice to heart, ordered some Manscaped products with code FTTV for 20% uh, checkout and free shipping. And clearly that shipping came very quickly because Mason Cox stood out on the weekend, should have won the Neil Danaher medal for best on ground got robbed a little bit there, but unlike him, you guys can make sure you don't get robbed when you use code FTTV at checkout for manscaped.com, get 20% off and free shipping with the code at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code FTTV, unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with manscaped. And you can be like Mason Cox rising high. Now, Disclaimer, he may or may not have ordered Manscaped to get performance-enhancing results, but we can just only hope from what we saw on the weekend that was the case. Thank you for that, JD. That was excellent. Um, obviously, you I, have, I like it. I like it when you just do the hard throw as well. Like, JD, can you read out some sponsorship materials? Like, it really, you know, seamless transitions is what we're all about here. We've always been smooth movers, smooth operators. Yeah. Well, you have history doing advertisements, so... You're the best one to do it. <laughs> let's, not, let's not bring that okay. up. Let's not bring that up. <laughs> All right. So moving on, uh, how did I do this week? Uh, trash, 1,772. Fielded 17. Uh, fielded eight primos. Um, no, how many primos? I was missing eight primos. Nine if you want to count Sam Walsh. Still kind of salty about bringing in Walsh's 75 paying up, you know. All you wait, broke wait. ass people paying for merit. Nah, I'm getting Walsh and I lose points and drop money and <laughs> we move on. But um, trades Maurice Rioli to Judson Clark. So that's fine, I guess. 
pays the Tickle to free up some money for Macomb to Sam Walsh. Um, Walsh should be fine, just annoying that I brought him in this week. But um, hopefully his ceiling isn't hurt too much because of how much he starts at half forward. Um, but we'll see. He's still getting 32 touches a game, 31, 32, something like that. So first thing on the agenda, hot take, because we are Fancy Take TV. Um, Anno, I think you would love to share yours. What is your hot take for the rest of the year? All right now. Well, by the way, I just said like let's just bring a take. You know, it didn't have to be hot, but yours went like straight to like guys, gotta gotta heat him up, gotta heat him up. Now I feel like I'm underprepared because like I just had Ooh. something like I don't know, an observation, a take. Now it's not. Well, you see, what, see what you think of mine. Like I don't even know if it's that hot, but um, we'll be starting the Dacos next year, boys. I think. Oh, that's totally not hot at all. Bad take. <laughs> no, no, that that's okay. Bad take. That so, is that is hot because the answer is no. No way. With defender status, he's averaging 80 like four this year. Why can't he get to around the 100 mark next year? Okay. Like, I feel like you're saying this just to trigger me. Like, clearly. Kind of, yeah, to be honest. <laughs> okay. Because, all right, for those that, like, watch our weekly vids, like, I did mine, and I had, like, a little throwaway comment there about, you know, day cost holders getting a little bit lucky. And George and Eno were straight onto it, and then they needled me about it during the week, right? Now, this is some BS. Like, the seven weeks, I, not since, like, round four had he scored over 80. In last week, he hadn't scored – three weeks, he hadn't scored over 70. And so trading him was, like, really reasonable if it worked with your bias. And then he's gone back-to-back 112 and 113. And they're both telling me, oh, I was such an obvious hold, JD. I don't know what you were doing trading. It was such an obvious hold. You boys were on this podcast three weeks ago saying it's fine to trade him if you want to. It's fine to hold him as well. But, like, it, you didn't need to keep him because you're going to miss out on two 110s. What a joke. <laughs> Put that shit to the side anyway. Like, actually, you see it starting. And like, um, he, he averaged like 28 touches a game, and it's his first 10 games, 12 games of footy. Like, look, it's a lot of uncontested stuff, but he was mopping up pretty well in defense. Where's he playing gets a year older. That's what I mean. If he goes to the midfield. Yeah, but it's second defender play. ceiling. Defender ceiling's nuts this year. I don't know what it'll be like next year. I'll see how he goes in the preseason. I'll be underpriced for sure. It's just what's his ceiling? But, yeah. I mean, he's not even going to be that underpriced if he keeps his roll up. Like he's still averaging in the low 80s. It's not going to be that discounted. And yeah, the, the problem is like his poor scorings come when they've moved him forward of the ball. So he has to continue to play like the loose, you know, floating defender role next year for you to consider him. But yeah, I guess this takes like pretty warm because I'm like firmly in like, I can't see myself even getting close to starting him next year. Yeah. Feels like it'll be a trap pick. It'd be good to see if we can see what like the splits are, what games he's played, mostly defense or whatnot, and correlate scores. But anyway, that's what came to my head and kind of was to wind up JD a bit. But it's something <laughs> about like he's like 27 touches a game, he's nothing to sneeze at in your first. Yeah, nuts. let's be real. Mission accomplished, Emma. <laughs> Rolled. All right, Content, what is your mate. super hot, spicy take, JD. Oh, the hottest take. Um, I was just going to write off one player, but do you know what? I'll write off three teams' plays instead. Uh, no one from the bottom three teams on the ladder will be at top of their line from here to the end of the year. So that is North, West Coast, and Essendon will not produce a top X player for that line from here to the end of the year, which means we're putting a line through Hall, Witherden, Ridley, Merritt, Parrish uh, off the top of my head. None of them will be top top of the line from here to the end of the year. There you go. That's my hot take. 
Why not Parrish? Uh, because I, the take had to be hot, so I had to throw in something <laughs> that was a little bit spicy. I like I the calf, maybe. The, the calf. calf, yeah. Well, he's got a calf knock. He doesn't get up next week. It already puts him game behind. May as well, yeah, that he's out. There you go. Yeah, if he misses a week, then it's, true. it's pretty much true. Okay, I have one. I think that there's a reasonable chance next year that we start Ben Hobbs in the forward line. So my reasoning for this is players that score really well out of position. He's not scoring like super well, but out of position, playing half forward a hell of a lot. I want to say he's averaging 75 the past few weeks out of position. So how will he go in position? We'll see how he goes over the preseason. But, you know, he'll he'll get forward status next year. Uh, yeah, really want to see him when they give him a proper midfield role. I think they're a, I think they should give it to him. Um, he's been fantastic this year watching him. He works so hard. He just knows where to find the ball. And I think the criticism of him in his draft year was he was a stoppage specialist. And he wasn't that useful outside of that which I, I'm i not seeing that at all. I'm seeing mm. a reasonably good outside game. Um, but yeah, that's for next year. It's uh, obviously a very young second-year player, but uh, he has all the hallmarks of a future premium. But it might actually turn out year. to be good for his development doing this. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see. I think uh, breakouts are so hard to pick, but um, I think he's only averaging 63. So yeah. You're right, that's like, 80. So Five-week round, five round of 80. Yeah, I think there's like a few positive signs there. Like he's averaging close to five marks a game um, off a half forward roll. That's like pretty impressive. And he's getting around that three, four tackle mark a game. He's also hit the scoreboard in each of the last five weeks. So these are all like really positive signs for someone that yeah has been largely played out of position. And I don't think he's got CBAs the last couple of weeks to achieve those numbers. So that's that's really promising. I'd say like the other one to keep an eye out for is um, Archie Perkins. Uh, just because he'll be going into his third year. He's shown a bit. Um, he's got CBA's last two weeks, which hasn't translated into massive super coach points, but he's another one that maybe with more opportunity could turn into something. But I like the Hobbs take. That's a that's an interesting one outside the box. Yep. Well, we'll see how he goes. If he can bulk up a bit more over the preseason. So now we'll talk about 2022 super coach. Defenders. Our boy is back. One Lockie Whitfield. Did you see how freely he was moving up the ground? I think he started more down back and then he just, for the most part, was up the ground a bit more. And for me, with Lockie Whitfield, his best position is wing half forward, not half back. I think his ceiling is capped at half back. And they've got a whole bunch of plays. We'll talk about Himmelberg later. Um, even they pushed Ware up the ground, but I think Adam Kennedy played back there. They've got a whole bunch of plays that can run through the defense line. Isaac Cummings, the main guy back there. They need Whitfield forward of the ball. So against North, I mean, North are piss take. They're just no defensive pressure. GWS took a trillion marks that game. Uh, Whitfield is, what is he, 430? Something like that. 428. Um, What did we make of Whitfield's game? Is it enough just seeing the game against North? But is he a discounted option you could bring up if you couldn't go for like a Doherty or, you know, Sinclair and Stewart, very expensive at the moment. So uh, JD... uh, did you see Whitfield's game and or do you have any thoughts on Lockie Whitfield? Uh, so I think like firstly, he's the best of the discounted options, as you said. Um, I guess like the thing that you got to keep in mind is it's against North and he still had a negative dream team super coach ratio. So those things concern me a bit. Um, also didn't score as prolifically in the first 
half the game it was more the back end of the game when it was really like wide open um so yeah i don't know like obviously i think he's the best of the discounted options but you'd love to get another game uh watching him against bulldogs this week see how gws and him in particular hold up against him before pulling the trigger so yeah like easily best of the discounted options i'm not sure that he's back yet i'd like to wait and see another game if you had you know the the luxury to do so yeah i don't really have anything to add i think it's yeah He's clearly the best down at that price. Um, so, yeah, if you're struggling, he's he's clear number one. But, um, yeah, wasn't enough of, to, to gain any real meaningful data from against North, as you said. So, yeah, not much more to add there. Yeah, so I don't mind him. I don't, th- I don't think he's any chance of being top six given this year. And, again, as you said, uh, JD, the uh, seems to be scoring a lot better in Dream Team than Supercoach. So I still think... Uh, his disposal is just not what it used to be. Um, and that's really hurting him. So I think for other formats, yes, uh, Supercoach could be a D7M9 sort of deal. So, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't do it though in Supercoach, only if you were priced into that. So but it looked all right. So now we have four premiums that are coming off or they're available. They've had their buy in the past week or two. Uh, Doherty, Sinclair, Stewart, and Dawson. So we're going to try and order these four. Um, forget price for a minute, um, because if you're priced into someone, then you go for that one, that person in that price. Could you try and order these, Eno, in your preference? <sighs> I think it's just uh, got to base it off almost what they're. Well, you got to take into account Stewart's injury score, so. I think for me, he's number one, and then I think Sinclair's number two. Um, I mean, I think Dawson's clear last here. Um, I'm just having trouble splitting hairs between Sinclair and, and Doc. Um, it's quite but, interesting because, like, Doherty is 60K cheaper or 55K cheaper at this point. Yeah, like, I think you go Doc over that if that helps you get the next player or your last final yeah. upgrade. But I'd have um, Sinclair over Doc as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think Wait, like I... how you had it, Stu Sinclair, Doc Dawson is probably how I would rank them. I think so. Wait, the defenders are cracked this year. It's yeah. Oh, that's it's the insane. other problem with Whitfield, by the way. Like even if he's back, I don't know if he's going to be back enough to like outscore Sinclair, Hewitt, Doherty. Stu, well, like Dawson and Sisley. Chris are one hundred and five. Like yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're like ninth and tenth. Like <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. They're good scorers. Okay, I'm slightly different. I am one Stuart, two Sinclair, three Dawson, four Doherty. So I think people forget Dawson did 115 in this role last year, and he has been shifted around a bit, but I think the Crows were missing uh, Luke Brown. I think Chase Jones was omitted for Parnell. So they basically lost a, a defender. We're also down Jordan Butt. So they, Dawson needed to go back for a bit, but I think we'll get, the Crows will get their players back. He'll be up on a wing. We've already, it's been done to death, the Crows fixture, how weak it is. Uh, I'll take Dawson over Doherty. You know what? I don't hate that call. Like a 116 average in the past five. I could I could easily be swung on Dawson being a better option than Doherty. Yeah. My, good, really. Yeah. 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 yeah I didn't realize probably. that. I forgot about like Dawson. Obviously, I've had him all year, but yeah, his last five weeks have been all ton plus, a few 130s. So yeah, I got nothing against Doherty. And I think he's at worst like D7 probably. 
Um, I think a lot of people would have him like a top four, but um, yeah, I just have concerns. I, I think everyone else will run out the year really well. Doc looks like he will, but you just never know. So that's the only thing I can come up with. But um, yeah, we'll move He's on. Fixtures too with that role is good. That's that's the chance to get more points yes. out of the ball. Um, we'll, just before we move on from defenders, um, uh, Shorty, who was talked about as one of the better picks at the start of the year, bit of concern with, uh, I guess, like his recent kind of five-round average dipping below that 100 uh, mark and then also playing more forward of the ball on the weekend, which is definitely not what you want to see for super coach scoring. Is he someone that you'd be looking to luxury trade out if you were in a you know position much better than than my team currently is? If you had the trade, nothing else to do. I'll say probably go for it. Although he's 120 break even, I'd probably maybe wait. Oh, he kind of got to go, I guess. Like Doherty's the same price. If you can get to Dawson, maybe if you don't have him for a nice, nicer run, that's going to cost you 30. Yeah, because like uh, Carlton Geelong, the next two, definitely not easy games. Yeah, you're right. Just probably tough. People probably got three trades booked this week. It's just hard to, unless you, yeah, if you got a boost. And a good amount of trades. You probably definitely think about it, but I think for most of us, we've just got to hold for now. Okay, so what does short average from here on out in this role? It's like, like 95 to 100? I think like 105 is the best result. So yeah, like 100. I would say like, yeah, like uh, 95 to 100. It could be worse, yeah, for sure. It could be worse. He's probably the most durable dude back there at the moment. I, like he's obviously, I don't know. Most people probably have more important luxury upgrades, like a butters or something like that. But yeah, I guess it's like the question is: if you had the trades, is he a trade out potential over the next couple of weeks? Because it just seems like other defenders are going to be putting ten to fifteen a week on his head from here. Yeah, yeah. Look, it is a role that kind of like Dawson. It's not as good, but and he's not uh, not as good a player to like, you know, take marks and that sort of thing, but. Big scores can come in this role too if, if the Tigers actually play well. So I haven't really looked at our fixture to be honest, but I think well West West Coast in three weeks, North in four or five weeks. Okay, maybe hold. Maybe there's a chance for some big ones. Flick after that, maybe. <laughs> no, I think I probably here's the thing. If you're lowish on trades like I am, so I have four left with finished team, and I'm staring down a potential gorn injury, which we're not too sure on. We'll get more info on that. Um, like healthy body can stay <laughs> full stop. So yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's something I'd probably, now that you bring up that fixture, I'd, I'd look at that after the West Coast and North game. And then you can look at, um, you know, going up to a Sinclair yeah. or something like that, if you can somehow arrange that. But otherwise I'd probably hold in the short term. I think for um, uh, people without Stuart like me, that's probably around the, around the time that Stuart's, Dropped True. money as well, so yeah, you could wait for that. Okay, cool. Okay, midfield. Um, people getting annoyed with Cristiano Cristiano Petraca. I am holding. Um, okay, so he's like worth nothing anyway. He's four eighty k. Yeah. Um, JD, do you own Petraca? I do. Yes, unfortunately. Yep. A, yeah. Yeah. Um, three guys seventy four. Early he's days, he's right? putting up to goey numbers. He's putting up to goey numbers at the moment. Jesus. At least he has mm. a flu game. Degoey has no excuse. <laughs> Dude, no, Degoey had a flu game as well. 
Did he? Oh, yeah, true. yeah. He, everyone, everyone never, never recovered. <laughs> never recovered. So, what are your thoughts on Petrarca? What do you think he's going to average post buy? And how do you feel about holding him? Or if people could trade him, what? Would, bit of a loaded question, but what are your general thoughts on Petrarca? Uh, he's not a top eight mid, but he's also fine to hold. Like this is a little bit same category as short for me, which is if you could move him on to like one of the Ubers that you don't have, then I'm all for doing it. But I think with the week off and then Melbourne kind of rebounding on the back of that, um, they should come good. Like their fixtures pretty hard, but he seems to do all right in some of those tougher matchups anyway, he seems to thrive in some of those. So like, I've got no concern about the, the difficulty of the fixture, I think he'll come. He'll think he'll be fine and come good. Yeah. And I have a question for you. Mm. When did you bring in Petrarca last year? Like for how <laughs> Dead much? Set, I think this round. I think and it was five twenty, something like that. Because I was, I had no money. Oh, my, look, yeah, it wasn't a shock. My team was crap again last year. At that point, it wasn't as bad as this, but. I don't know, it was like 5K or something, couldn't afford anyone, went in and he just went bang. He went like 180 or something or 170 against Port. It was massive. He still dropped his 90s like he always does. I'm looking at the game yesterday. He's had 32 at 80%, 19 contested, and he hasn't even tunned. It's like if he can't ton with that sort of numbers, I don't know what's going on. He needs to kick goals. One tackle isn't great, but it's not like he's had a poor game. It's just, yeah. I don't know Two how. Two frees against. I just checked. I, I brought in both Petraka and Dugowie in the same round. Jeez, what a week. Hey, I got Petraka and Baz, mate, three, four weeks ago as well. <laughs> Yikes. That's shocking. <laughs> I, um, I'll hold. I think, I mean, I think the lower end mids, are they even that great? Like, after... I'd rather have some of these defenders at the moment. I'd rather have Sinclair than Merritt or Sinclair, like Petraka or like, yeah, crap. Yeah. That's the thing. All the defenders are mid-status, pretty much. I'm uh, happy to hold. I think there's every chance. There's no real excuse. What do you do? 486k anyway. Jules. I know. You yeah. You can't. Um, you can't. How, so you I'll, I'll hold. <laughs> how, how, about this for, how about this for a question? Um, just back on defenders. Are we starting Doherty as D1 next year? No. Because he's like the he's... only defender that's still going to be a defender. Or maybe Sinclair will be in there. No, Sinclair, no one else. Uh, Sinclair will be there. It'll be like Sicily, Stewart, Sinclair, and Doherty. Those four will still be defenders. Everyone else will be mids. Dawson should still keep it, maybe. Oh, probably too many so. rounds. Dawson will oh. keep it, I think. No, if he, if he plays like wing from here on out, or if he's still mm. defending next year, like I'm picking Dawson. Nothing yeah. can stop me from picking Dawson. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. All right, sorry. That was a bit of de- derailment. Um, back to the mids. There's a few trade-in targets this week off their buy. Who do you like the look of? Eno? Oh, it's George's man. I think it's pretty uh, surprisingly he's not the he's like the fifth most traded in primo looking at the numbers. But um, Rory led. I mean, if you can't find a way to get him, I'd be very scared. I was scared that I couldn't get him, but um, I'll definitely be forcing him in. As we said, fixture it's been said a thousand times. Um, he's just in good form and like I actually said, yeah, it's a bit of a stupid trumpet too but last year i said like lead and mills i want to start him in the midfield like even when they lose their defender status i thought he should have like obviously he couldn't start lead, but um yeah they've both been awesome and um i got led slightly ahead of mills but obviously if you already had lead mills would be i think my number two but yeah you guys got the same probably not much to add Roy. let's clear number one 
I mean, yeah. I mean, Laird, fixture, awesome. Roll, fantastic. Durability, fantastic. I know he broke his hand, but it's like whatever. No soft tissue. First position winner, unbelievable. Contested ball, like one of the top in the league. Like just ticks every single box. And look at his stats when he gets to the bench. (laughs) (laughs) They yeah, he does check him. He has to check him. But um yeah. Um so I think Laird's had like two games below one eighteen this year. That's it. And one was the first game back after the broken hand. Yeah. And this was with their harder fixture to start the year, right? Mm. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I will say is Kane Turner might tag him. Oh, no. Kane Turner. Oh, well, no. Well, he did a reason. Oh, he, no. he stopped Josh Kelly's outside game. And he I stopped Josh Kelly going like, 200. Yeah. Yeah. But he yeah, still went yeah. 110. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, it, that's like outside game, right? Where like everyone else in, in GWS is firing. There's no way Turner is going to be able to stop Laird from getting his hands on the ball. I have a feeling he's gone to him before and it hasn't worked yeah. from memory. Um, I think it might be the first time in history that Turner tagging someone has worked. Just quietly. I mean, surely David Noble goes in. They have their little review, and they go, "How do you reckon you went, mate?" Oh, Josh Kelly at twenty-eight. I know they got pumped. Like, why? Well, surely the, they don't bother with this crap. The, so the funny thing was, like, they asked him. I think coming out of halftime about the tag and whether they drop it or not, and they that was like one of the things of the game they were happy with that they thought was working well, and it, it was limiting. And we got Gucci man kicking like yeah. three goals. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, Seriously, <laughs> like, okay. Oh, North. Should we just captain every player we have as North for the season? Like, I think so. I like, think so. it's been more reliable than West Coast. West Coast, like, you get some up and down, but against North, it's just oh, give me points. Uh, I, think, I have. Yeah. So go on. I was gonna say, like, I'm looking at fantasy, which obviously like correlates a bit to super coach. Didn't GWS like post the all-time record for most points scored by a team in a game for like over the last <laughs> twenty years against North on the weekend? Something ridiculous like that. Oh, they're just on a contested mark score. Yeah. But yeah, um, I have a hypothetical. So forget durability for a second. <laughs> you have to order these guys. Led, Mills. Led, Mills, Took, Josh Kelly. I'm forgetting someone. I'll put Sam Walsh in. Order Mills, Led, Took, Kelly, and Walsh. That's hard. I'll, I'll go first because I've just... Put you guys on the spot. So forgetting durability, Took one, Laird two, Kelly three, Mills four, Walsh five, only because of the role for Sam Walsh, less CBAs. I'll go Laird one, Mills two, Took three, Kelly four, Walsh five. I don't know. Kelly just. I think all these other guys, are, the first three definitely, I think they've won 20 guys. I know Kelly can be, but he never finishes the year doing that. He just has uh, sort of bursts. Mm. And then, yeah, Hurts put Sam at five, but yeah, it's pretty good options. Uh, I think I'll go Laird, Took, Mills, Walsh, Kelly. Yeah, I should have done the same. You guys don't think too cool. They have a good fixture too. Go on 20 plus. If Gold Coast is serious, maybe like, yeah. Oh, like they're a chance for finals. I know 
everyone will laugh it's gold coast haha but like no, they, they, if they actually and i'm sure stewie juice he's not he's a smart guy and i'm sure they all know like they have a chance here for sure good fixture yeah. only a couple of games from like buddy ninth to first so yeah i can definitely see it too going bonkers like he did last year yeah so he, moving like I wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if he outdid land but like I, if I had to pick one, I'd just. What a surprise if he was like one thirty and be the number one from here. Like I don't think it would either. You could easily do that. Yep. All right. So in the ruck line, there's nothing really to speak about here other than Gorn is getting scans for potential syndesmosis. Well, that was reported. Like it said, possible. Like Gorn had an interview where he said. Oh, you know, I could be running tomorrow. I could be out for a while, something like that. So yeah. he doesn't really know. Um, I think just cross that bridge when it comes. I've got a hypothetical for you. It may happen. We It's really early. We don't know. By Sunday, Gold Coast play. So last game. If it is said and you get the info that Gorn will be missing round 15, because I think they play Thursday, George, or Friday. It's early. It's a joke. They don't even get a break. It's like no, a, it's like a 10-day or a 9-day or yeah. something. Yeah, so... You don't have wits for whatever reason. Maybe you have Gorn Darcy or Gorn English or something like that. Do you go Gorn to wits, get the extra ruck score this week and then just play with wits the rest of the year? Yes. If you, I mean, if you know Gorn's out the week after, I think it's a yes. Clear yeah, yes. I will do that. If if it was still like some ambiguity, you wouldn't, we don't actually know for sure if he's out. Would you even I consider mean, it, it or just... If it's syndesmosis, like you're just jumping off, I think. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They might be what up in the air, like we might not know. Yeah. If he's definitely out long term, you do it, obviously. Trade. If yeah, they say two weeks, like definitely two weeks, trade. I still think trade, yeah. If they say one to two, I would hold and hope he comes back and, like, depends on your cover as well. Maybe we get Hollands and he covers really well for us this week. Uh, isn't like the other thing to consider here the price, or is Gorn's price not that bad at the moment? No, six hundred k. Oh, okay, all right. So yeah, Wits is like six twenty. Okay, that's not much. So I, yeah. I thought, I thought um, Gorn like was more. like down yeah. with Darcy in the five fifties. Gonna get there now, but yeah. Oh no, because of the one ninety. I think we'll, when we do the trades video, we'll assess where that's at. Yeah, we'll know more then. Yeah. Yeah. So the forward line, the first topic we'll speak about is people might be looking to trade Will Brody or Darcy Cameron. And I, you have Darcy Cameron. Any interest in trading him? Because Can I just speak on both? Can I just say no to both? Like, yeah. Okay. Like that, that is, I think it's just clearly no to both. Um, I think people are more tempted to trade Brody. For, after actually looking, like these are the... Him and Track are the two most trade-out premiums. Oh, well, Baz is there for whatever people still holding him, but it's Track and, and Brody. And I think, I don't know. I think it's one week of Brody. He's gone 80. I think, like, I mean, this is speaking from somebody who doesn't have him. I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be fine. From what I saw Fife doing, it was like an early, um, you know, injected into the midfield in the first five minutes. And then after that, he was, he was majority forward. Like, he had a little... You know more burst, but Brody's pretty much center bounce, six minute stint in the midfield, eight minute stint, and then back to the bench. But that's fine. Yeah. That's what he. That's all he needs. We've seen it all year. Yeah, JD, you have neither. 
but would you entertain trading either if you did have them? I've got both of them in the other format. So I am looking at it. Cameron, I definitely wouldn't trade. Uh, Brody is the one I would consider. I think it comes down to who you'd be trading in. So if you're missing like a Tim English and that's yeah. your way of getting it to him and you don't have like other bad forwards that you'd rather get rid of instead, then like I'm okay with it, um, like jumping off and taking that gamble. Um, but yeah, like the obviously like we don't know how this Fife in the midfield as well is going to play out, but he still led the team for what CBAs. He was 100% midfield time, just didn't translate to points like it has um, in other weeks. Is that because Fife's in there? It was just a down game. That's like the the part that's really hard to say. Um, so I think it's probably okay. Like I, I think he'll probably be okay, and that's why I'd only trade him if if you were getting one of those like other top forwards that look like they're going to go better than him. So that would probably be like English, Bont, everyone's got Dunkley. And those are probably it. Like I'm not even sure if I'd be confident trading him to Parker, who's probably the next best option after those three. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I think it'd be like quite team dependent. That Yeah, that'd be your best best option. Again. Okay. I wouldn't trade like either. Butters and Cogs. I don't think you can do it. Uh, like I th- I'm, I'm okay enough on Cogs. I think I'd have Cogs over Brody from here. I would have Butters below him like easily. He just used the but he just went at fifty percent. Yeah, didn't, didn't hit a target. I think it's fine. Yeah, that efficiency seventy five. He um, probably thumbs up. Yep. What's it? What, so, what was his um, time on ground like? Sixty seven. What it's been all year. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'd be holding. I think if you had no room for English and he was the only avenue this week, I'd consider it. I think English's DPP might be actually really useful, especially for people who have gone. Um, other than that, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do I it. I think it's Bond. this situation. No English and you've got maybe 17 this week and you like bury to English gets to 18. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. See, very still, situational, like, but yeah. I, I guess the other tough thing, right, is like, say you're in that position, is it better to trade Brody to English or is it just better to jump off like Gorn and go Gorn to English? Oh, Gorn. Say you had like Wits and Gorn, right? Like you get off Gorn, you go English, you miss Darcy and Gorn from here on out, you keep Brody in the foil. I think that's like something you could consider. I would like English in the forward line if something happens personally. Yep, makes sense. Yeah. Unless Teagle like gets named, that'll be interesting, but not too sure. Sounds like Hayes definitely is not playing. Um, but yeah, I just I think just in general, like Brody's averaging what like one oh five, something like that. Um he's, he's been great this year. We'll get a spell. And yeah, he's done this consistently throughout the VFL. So if you can finish the VFL well, then I don't see why he can't finish the AFL season well. Um, but I think Fife might affect him just a little bit because you know if Brody's losing that first CBA that he usually gets. Well, it might affect him a tad there. And like, who knows? Maybe they're up five mid minutes later, but who knows? But I don't think it'd be enough to warrant a trade. So we'll touch on... Okay, I was about to say move to the rookies, but we've got two very important topics. So uh, Harry Himmelberg, nearly said Elliot Himmelberg. Uh, can we swap, please? <laughs> but Harry Himmelberg. Um... And do you want to start on this one? Did you see this game? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it was it was a training drill, really. Yeah. They um, I was looking before. I think it was like five or six blokes with ten marks. So 
I mean, he besides like the chipping around the back line, he actually played really, really well as well. Like pushed up the ground when he wanted to, or at times kicked a goal towards the end, which was nice from about fifty. Obviously, not every team in the comp is going to allow you to do this, but what it does is like, yeah, I guess, it's just another situation like Darcy Cameron. Like, if you've got the trades to do it and you want to um, take a chance on a guy, that, I mean, he might be top six from here with that role. I don't know, like. He's what like hundred and something. I mean, yeah, one eighty seven bumps that up. But he's played well in the role for two weeks before this. Like, it's not just a flat, you know, and out of the blue. So um, obviously, you completely disregard all these games before that. But the thing is, like, Nick Hayne, is he in the twos for the rest of the year? Is he coming back? Like, I don't Emergency, know. Emergency, not sure. So like, he's got to be better. And Phil Davis isn't far away either. So. Yeah, I but think, Phil uh, Davis is the one that does worry uh, me because he's he was one week. I don't know. Let's have a look at that. AFL so if you, yeah, it was like a last week at 350K has been absolutely beautiful. Get the 180 now and just see what happens. But I think now it's just a little bit too late. But yeah, it's a free swing, put it that way. Because like, yeah. like other options, he's got a low break even where you can just, if you've got trades, have a look and take a sure. chance. But Phil yeah. Davis is no longer on the injury list, having recovered from his severe hamstring tear, and will play either VFL or AFL this weekend. Mm. Does that help Like, uh, yeah, this is the thing. What's the impact? So, like, he's already too. playing. He's named forward, right, JD? Like, I think he's named for, forward this week as well. And he wasn't True. playing there. Himmel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let me check that. But yeah, go on. He did drift forward in the last quarter and kick a goal. Oh, he's just pushing up the ground. Getting, he's like, yeah. I want to kick a goal, you know, that, against North. <laughs> Anyone can do that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's still speculative at this stage. And I think we have enough good forwards to say we don't need to take this risk. I mean, he scored well in three games in the role. I think Frampton had like 40 touches in the SNFL playing. Was key position back, but intercepting everything. Um, is he will be played third tall, right? Yeah, so he was named centre forward. Lockie Keith and Sam Taylor in the back line. So I assume if Phil's back, Keith will make way. Okay. So it's not bad if he plays the same role. But does he play the same role? I don't know. Oh, it's just that like Phil can be used as a distributor, right? Like he he's not like a bad kick or user of the football. So that's, it's not that like the role changes. It's more just whether some of the kick and mark that's going through him goes through Phil Davis where it wouldn't have gone through Keith. Oh, I don't think he's any more than Keith, really. Like, yeah, I guess. Spike's not stupid, as we can see. He's actually made some good calls. So you think yeah, I mean, I'd, ball in Himmelberg's hands. But Yeah, I'd much prefer it in Himmelberg's hands. Okay. I think, right. I think my worry is more in just not playing that role altogether, you know, in two weeks' time. But I've, you got to keep him in this role, surely. You, you think that, but yeah. we don't bloody know. All right, if George, it, hypothetically, you're offered a free trade. It won't cost you a trade uh, and you won't get any money from it, but you can swap Butters to Himmelberg this week. Do you do it? No. Rather have Butters from here? I'm very scared of going speculative. I won't do it. Give me Harry. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, Fair enough. I don't think Butters will hurt, you know. Like, I don't think it's that much of a difference. Unless Butters gets injected back into the midfield, but I think he will. There's a puff piece on him this week that he wants to improve his midfield craft in the second half of the year. Yeah, was I that before him. Thursday where he played? <laughs> was it? Uh, you can't I don't know. I'm asking. <laughs> he still pushes up heaps. Like he gets a yeah. lot of the loose balls. Like his fantasy score was disgusting. Like fifty something. 
Yeah. But super coach because of the loose ball gets he was farming up. He's clean. Contested yeah. handballs, I think it helps. But yeah, I'm not too sure on Himmelberg. If you could give me two trades, I could trade him out in three weeks if it doesn't work. I'd do <laughs> it no problem. Do it back. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I just do don't know in? what to expect from here. But yeah. What's your answer to that, JD? Uh, it's like that's such a hard question. I probably shouldn't have asked it because I knew it would come back to me. Uh, I'd probably take the risk on Himmelberg if I got if I could do it for free. But I guess like this, the hypothetical here is if you could do it for free. So none of us would advocate that it's worth a trade at the moment. No. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's a difficulty. If you're looking for a forward still, then Himmelberg does seem like a good option. Um, the only other option that people may be considering this week given that Himmelberg's in what most traded in and, and Brody's in most traded out, is Brody to Himmelberg and freeing up cash that way? George is scoffing. So this is not... not I know what I know what Brody is now, or roughly what he would be. I don't know what Himmelberg will be going forward. And Brody's at a ridiculous price at 575. Yeah. But there is a bit of arbitrage because you're making 130K... I don't know. I, mm. I wouldn't be doing it. I wouldn't be doing it. But I just think there's no reason to. There's a small reason to take. There's not enough reward for the risk. I think. I think the pick will work. I just feel comfortable with what I've got. Put it that way. Yeah. Yep. If this was last year, summing, then, I think this is yeah. a good way of summing up. Right. Like all of us think Himmel will be okay from here, and if this was like seven rounds earlier and we didn't already have finished forward lines, we would be trading him in as a value pick probably. But it's hard to, probably, to trade yeah. already finished players to him now. Yeah. I think that's fair. Also, yeah, I think, do we mention he's taken half the kick-ins as well and his rebounds are like past two games, 10, 10 and 10, I think, something like that. Kind of reminds me of Jordan Ridley early last year, that sort of level of domination. But again, small sample. Um but yeah, I think we can move on from Himmelberg. So I think it's, I think I'm just general consensus. I think we're probably happy with what we've got um, for it to not warrant a, a trade, but I think it's probably going to work. All right. One one more question then on this. Better value option this week, Whitfield or Himmelberg? I'd try Himmelberg. I think uh, yeah, probably would. Uh, yeah. I think, I think Whitfield's. Exactly where the defenders are makes a difference. I can see Whitfield throwing in 110 DT 85 SC a few times. Okay, cool. Let's keep going. Yeah. Okay. Now we have this debate every week or maybe two weeks. Bod and Pelly. Are we happy bringing him in off a rest knowing that he might have a bit of a nagging shoulder? Yes. Yeah. That's who I'm, that's who I've got earmarked for my last forward spot. I'm not bringing in. Himmelberg, I'm saving up to get Bond next week. Yep. Does on the same shirt. Both getting Bond with dodgy but shoulder. He, he was actually <laughs> he was my plan this week until um, I found a way to get Laird, so I wait on Bond. But um, yeah, like I might have to even wait two weeks just because uh, I won't have enough trades. I'll need him from another person, so I'll get two weeks to look at him. Are you the same, JD? Are you going to wait a week to see how he goes? Nope, I'm bringing him next week, McCartan for uh. Well, so yeah, like so, I'll see this week, and then yeah. it'll be McCartan to Bond next week. One trade. If I could afford him next week, I think. I'd what would anyway. you if you had if you 
had to do it this week, would you do it? Or would you rather wait a week? Uh, no, I, I, w- I think I would have done it this week. I'm not that worried about the shoulder. I think other people are more worried about it than I am. He's played with it all year, apparently, and scored well, and he's just had the week off. Like, I don't I don't see why it would be a big problem. We haven't heard Bill about it during the, the break, so I'd be fine with it. Josh, Bruce is a test. This is good for Bont? Yes, is good. <laughs> Very good. Fair enough. Yeah, that's good for sure, but... And probably Baz out helps a little bit as well because yeah. you'd think there'd be yeah. more midfield time up for grabs. So, yeah. yeah. Me personally, I would just want to see it a week. And th- the thing is, even a bond with a sore shoulder is still probably top six. He's had he's it right. the, he's yeah. for ages and he's won bloody 10, 110. So, oh, I'd like to see it. If a week it was still. midfield, yes, you would stay away, but it's forward I, line and. Yeah. Yeah. If there's one match you could watch this week for like super coach relevance, it's going to be this GWS Bulldogs game. Yeah. 1,000%. The boys is out, pretty sure. Oh. Uh, but they like to rough. The, put that up there with the Turner news. Whoa, game changer. <laughs> G- GWS like to. <laughs> GWS have a history of roughing up Bont. So see how he goes. I wouldn't be surprised if they target the shoulder. But we'll see. Dogs got to turn yeah. around too. Big game. I mean, every game's a final for them, almost. Classic cliche, but yeah, they need wins. Okay, we'll move on to rookies. Judson Clark um, played all right. Uh, pretty good. I think what, two goals in the first quarter. I, I think pressed. this is... Uh, does he stay in the team, Eno, for the next month? Look, George, as Ralphie would say, he's not playing very far <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> nah, at least like two weeks. But then, as you know, who knows? But um, I think would he's going to be ahead of Jay. Like, Castagna hasn't kicked straight, kicked a drop and punt in three years. Like, And Clark comes in and he's a left footer that can actually finish a chance. So while Jason's like pressure is like up there with the best in the league, if you can't kick a drop punt, then what, what much else are you? So... It's got to be ahead of him. Maybe Rioli finds his way back in at some point, but yeah, I think he plays for a couple of weeks at least. It was impressed by him. Just unfortunately petered out in that game, but could have, could have been on for much bigger score, but yeah, should have job security for the next week or two. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about him in the like mid to long term. I guess like depends on who your other forward spot is but it's probably pretty safe if you've got like Rioli Jr. and Judson Clark because one of them should be in from here here on out you're muted I think George um, yeah George classic <laughs> dollar anyway. for the swear George <laughs> as I was saying I was mining, cursing but um no um yeah it's nice that you get the cover for both um like if one plays you think one of them, Judson or Rioli, plays at least? Um, True. You have both, yeah. I would take Holland. If Holland plays, I'd definitely take Holland over Judson. I think his floor is going to be pretty low. First year, forward role. Yeah. Um, Agree. So, yeah. This next guy you're going to want to talk about, George. Another wog. Big, <laughs> apparently, he's a short wog. Uh, big Massimo. <laughs> I don't know what his last name is. The something. D'Ambrosio. D'Ambrosio. Okay. Sounds <laughs> Calabrese. 
So, JD, this guy has to be up there with greatest um, names in the AFL. He's got to be yeah. right up the top. Like we lost Irving Mosquito, we lost uh, McDonald, Tip, and Woody, and now we've got Massimo. And I was actually looking like what the origin of the name Massimo is, and apparently it's like biggest or greatest. And if he's oh. a, a small uh, wog, as you say, George, then he must be the greatest. So I'm all on board the uh, Ambrosio train. The interesting thing was like the rumors were, were talked about before the mid-season draft that he was going to be out four weeks with a shoulder injury. Gets drafted, plays first week, 33 touches in one of the SN VFL's only wins for the year. So this bodes well, I would imagine. Um, and, you know, someone like Hind was out of favor for, for a lot of the year. So I could see him coming in this week just straight off the bat. So if he's in, you'd happily, happily go early on him? He's a 102k defender. We're we getting any other defenders? Not that I'm all, oh, we guess we're getting Durden potentially, um, who we can talk about in a second. But yeah, like, why not? Must sit down the drain. Let's go. He's a better option than Durden. We can just say it right now, I think. Like, I, yeah. I would say scoring potential, he's better. Short term job security, Durden seems to be pretty safe and locked in, though. Yeah, that's maybe a fair point. Archbank, um, six, six to eight, eight weeks. weeks. So. And then Probably what, how, how, how was, was he rushed back? Was he rushed back? Anyway. Um, um, March break, no, I just don't think his body's holding up very well. Uh, no, like, no pre-season into it. Because he played in the VFL or something. Though. He, he had two. Game. He had a half and three quarters. Yeah, so, so anyway. So Weedering's still four weeks away. So I think like that's how long Durden would be reasonable for. Mitch McGovern's yeah. four to six still, and then Caleb's six to eight. So, yeah. Four weeks, you'd get out of Durden, whereas uh, Massimo could hold down the spot for the year if he plays well. Yep. Now, I assume JD has put uh, Tom Hurd's name here. Yes. I mean, what can I say? Um, it has been the reemergence of the Hurd name this year. Jimmy's back in the coach's box, and whoa, GWS come good. Their players have come good. And then rumors this week that Tom Hurd could be uh, making a debut for Essendon, uh, which is interesting. I guess, like, if both Massimo and Hurd play, it's probably a, a pretty big indicator we've thrown the season away and we're going to see what we've gotten some of the younger players, younger talent. Um, to be honest, not one that I thought would be popping up um this year he hasn't been like lighting the seconds on fire he's like a smaller forward type player um he's 123k mid forward in super coach probably one that you could avoid compared to like a clark collins whatever but um don't be surprised if he gets a call up this week okay i'll read out his vfl numbers fantasy because we don't have super coach 71 59 55 58 68 128 and 58 then like 40s and 50s and 60s. That's pretty much it. So I had one big game there. Um, small forward, bad team. Probably good carry, Carries the family name. So that's think true. Big game player. Yeah. I guess we'll see if he gets named or not. Yep. And then we have uh, Tickle. So we also have Durden. We kind of spoke about Durden, but um expect he'll play, but probably go Massimo over him. Uh, and then Tickle, so I guess if Hayes doesn't play, which sounds like got slagged off a little bit, I think, saying, you know, Phillyson is like useful around the ground, which basically they're trying to say that Hayes is useless around the ground. I think it's what wasn't I got that from that. Strength? Well, wasn't that Sam Hayes supposed strength that he was good around the ground? No, he's a tap rock. He's a bean Oh, tap. okay. Yeah. <laughs> he tapped and he benched. That's it. <laughs> so, um, 
Well, yes, I think the assistant coach said it, Jules, didn't he? Whether or not we play him this week, um, temptations there. Like you, they're saying, a debut won't be far away. So, for Tickle, yeah, yep. So we'll see how that goes. Um, before we get into the Discord Q and A, uh, we can look at El Capitano's. So I think this week is quite difficult. Um, when you lose Barry looking... and Neil, it is. Yes. It is. Um, <laughs> so you could go like a blue, like a Crips or something. Crips or a Walsh seem pretty decent options. Yeah, with no Chero this week, they come into consideration more than they were earlier in the week, I think. Although they they had they didn't really have them on the weekend either. And it's not like I mean Crips did okay for three quarters, was bad for one. Hewitt was just average. I don't know. Walsh was one of them probably more. goes big. You just got to hit, I guess. Yep. With Bailey Georgia, <laughs> you could. I think you're going to get a 115. I think from George. Uh, if any interest in with no Bailey Smith, any dogs against the Giants away? Just because it doesn't seem like there's a lot of options out there this week. So if- maybe a McRae. Yeah, McRae or if Proust isn't Ruck, I'd be interested in English. So are they all VCs into Laird pretty much? Is that what everyone's C option is? Well, I Took's think. there as well. Took and Laird play each other. That's yeah. fair. And I think if you've got Mills against Port, that seems like a reasonable option too. As a VC, yeah. I think yeah. I'll do McRae into Took. Like... Uh, I'm shooting this out there, but for VCs, like defenders, like Sinclair against Bombers, Stewart yep. against West Coast, like you could have a free, like a crack if you really wanted to, if you were confident in your, your backup option. JD, do you have a final call on captains or not sure? Uh, I'm probably leaning for English into Laird at the moment. Okay, nice. All right. And did you say your final captains? I'll be all over the shot, mate. I think Laird will have the C just on debut. VC, I don't know, mate. Maybe Tommy Stewart. I think uh, this would be a good place to advocate for turning into the Friday night. Um, quick quick video we do, 20 minutes, final trades for the week, captain vice captain at that point, usually much closer to locked in. Um so, yeah, if you don't get around those, definitely do this week. Although it might be, once again, a little bit tricky with um, the Carlton-Richmond game already gone. But it doesn't yeah. sound like any of us are going to back in a Carlton player at the moment, right? Uh, can't say for sure. <laughs> Probably mm, not, yeah. though. Yeah. All right. Discord Q&A. Join Discord. Link is in the description. I don't know how many we have, like 2,000 people, something like yeah. that. So yeah. first, how, how many of them? How many of them are like worth talking to though? Like, there's like these are all mm, like troll two. questions. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Adama 3 asks, "Will you answer this question?" You just were gonna read these ones out, aren't you, George? Come on. <laughs> this is like me doing the old Q and A. Yeah, like, this is like your live streams. I couldn't like tune in because you just read all the crap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Benny Blue says, "Trade Pruce." Do you trade him this uh, week? If he plays in or out. <laughs> <laughs> that, I, I that's know. why I couldn't like if he plays, like is he you know, do you trade like Gordon? Gordon to Bruce. Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Again, 
next question no i i would not trade bruce in no he's clearly body has not held up the past few weeks and, and so if he doesn't he, play no, if he's not you. playing trade then, yeah out. he's trading yes. out yes yeah uh crispy supercoach asks zorko trade out oh, oh you know, that well, reminds I, me no no this reminds me well you go first george you this go you go first i haven't heard a thank you for the zorko trade out you right. blamed me last week. Yeah. I think it was you don't a bad because, trade that's worked out well. <laughs> because you have him in your fantasy team. I think you care about that more. So I think you were still like annoyed. Yeah. Yeah. But yep. I got my crystal ball out and predicted the old man injury. Uh, and can I just say, you brought the karma bus on yourself big time with this one. Absolutely yeah. big time. Because... You were celebrating in a little private chat. You I was celebrating. <laughs> he was so he, he deserved had streamers it. out. He had balloons. There he was, was in people's head in the dirt. He deserved to get injured. I'm sorry, I can <laughs> say that. George George was even gonna break his sugar ban and eat a piece of cake. He was celebrating <laughs> hard. Absolutely he... hard. You you've never seen a guy so happy about an injury. And I must say, George, George. Like it's very one of the most toxic things about fantasy community is like wishing injuries on players or whatever it is, or like you know, like just wishing the worst, not because you wish ill the player, but just because you want to help your team. George is very good at never doing that, basically ever, never celebrating injuries. But oh my god, I I could feel the smile. Look Except, at him; he's, he, he's trying to contain no, it now. Well, he's first of all, I, it now. I traded him in fantasy. Okay, do you know how that was good for my fantasy team, which is kind of mud anyway, but. Um, as I said, he deserved it. He was trying to injure players all night. Anyway, I've just and he tried to hurt the player in the tackle, and he did his hamstring doing so. Anyway, if we actually want some facts, hit you for celebrating that because he's not actually too bad. (laughs) Apparently, it's fifty-fifty next week to play. So (laughs) Zorgo is really yeah, yeah. Scans are like very, very low grade, but yes, he's a test. That he's surely he's not a test of the older guy. There's no way. He's got to be missing. He's been playing through like four injuries for the past two years. So who knows? Oh, that'd be, that'd, you know, that'd actually be like pretty peak comedy if Sorko plays next week and Gordon misses. <laughs> that would not be funny. <laughs> um, yeah, that is very toxic of me to say all that stuff, but... Um... Probably still salty of how he ruined last year. I was going to say, yeah, it doesn't get doesn't help your ranks this year from what he did last year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, being objective for a second, 33-year-old soft tissue injury has the buy. It might be the, the week after. Trade. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's why you preach it. Like Aaron Hall, we've seen it happen to him, even though uh, we got lucky with him last year. Just like the other thing, right? We brought Zorko in as a cheap option because in the better role, he could go back to averaging what he was averaging last year. That hasn't panned out, and there's a bunch of plays that have gone past him. Like, just get rid of him and move on. Yeah. Uh, Laird or Mills? I think we've discussed this. Laird. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. Oh, if I here's here's a question. Out. No, no, I'll ask this one. So, this is for George. Was science your favorite subject at school? And I guess I'll elaborate on this. If it wasn't science, what was your favorite subject, George? I wasn't very good at science. Um, my best subject at school was probably woodwork. <laughs> <laughs> and Not even then, I didn't do that too No wonder we're sponsored by Manscaped.com. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Actually, can I... <laughs> anyway, 
can I share a story from science class in year eight? It's not yeah, that funny. Uh, you're go so funny. It. No one probably watches anymore at this stage anyway. <laughs> anyway, so um, this is my only memory of science class. So we had to do a presentation on wind wind turbines. And there's three people in our group. There's a, me, a chick, and some other dude. And this dude does no work. Like, you think I did no work in high school? This dude literally did like negative work. <laughs> so we all had our presentation. We had the slides done. Like, you've done your part. You've done your part. The other guy who's done your part. He's like, I'll oh, just make some up. Make something up. <laughs> like, okay. Like, we're kind of screwed. So I do my part. Let's talk about wind turbines. You know, I don't know. I can't remember. Basically, what I would have done is I would have gone on Wikipedia, copied and paste, rearranged the words. That's mm-hmm. what I would have done. Classic. Girl did a part, whatever, smart, good job. And this guy goes, does his part. He doesn't have any cue cards. He looks at the screen and he goes, pauses for like 10 seconds. And he goes, the windmill goes round and round. <laughs> that was it. That was all he said. <laughs> That was his presentation. What grade did you say this was? This was year eight. Oh, okay. You're right. It's not too bad. Like it's still bad, but it's not like. I mean, he's not wrong. They do go round and round. He didn't even call it a wind turbine. He called it a windmill. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty bad. But that was my probably yeah favorite memory of science. And you can imagine me trying to keep it together. Anyway, um, we can move on. We're like off. If anyone's still watching now, um, is Cogs a top six? With even with Toronto and Hopper coming back in. Oh boy, I think, I think if if he is, he's like sixth. So I lean towards no, but a lot depends. I mean, Baz is gone, so it's like, well, there's one. Um, I say no. So this has been like the heralded move since he's taken over in the reins of coaching that like Cogs has got back to form in there. I don't know if they can move him back out. Like politically, if he's auditioning for a head coach role and like this is the thing he's being lauded for, I don't, I don't know if he actually can move him back out. I don't know. I think I think Cogs is fine. He's probably top six here, even with Toronto and Hopper coming back. They'll just have to play other positions. Hopper's been out all year. He's not going to be ready for the midfield time. They'll put him forward. Toronto's shown he can play forward well enough. Like I think Cog stays where he is and the others play his bad role. Agreed. I think he's probably on the edge of top six. I think he's like sixth. Well, I'm just looking at it, but yeah. Uh, any concern with Darcy? Every week. Uh, but do you know what? That's, that's part of the fun of owning him. It's the roller coaster. It's the ups and the downs. What do you always say, Anno? If you if you don't love Shrek at his worst, JD, you don't deserve him at his best. Exactly. That is, you took the words right out of my mouth. It's if you can't cop the bad with the with you know Sean Darcy, you just don't deserve his fifty point you know ten minute patches like he had in the weekend. But you know, you know didn't do much else outside of that. <laughs> when when I see him score a seventy, I get really excited because I know next week it's a one seventy. All right, like you just. Sometimes well, you've got real. to reset at the bottom to go up. My mate messaged me because apparently my video, I said um, it gets a well-deserved, and then I stopped myself. I'm like, uh, a much-needed rest this week. <laughs> <laughs> because he gets Tom DeConning off the bye next week against the Blues, so that should be Boy, really tasty. Okay, next question. 
would you rather do Petrarca to Lair this week or say use that money for next week for Butters to English? Butters to English is like a 30 point difference. So I'm going that one. Yeah, yep. Mm. I think it'd be like 20 points. But it, it yeah, depends yeah. How, much, how bad you think Butters is. Because I feel, still think English can be 120. Actually, yeah. English can even do more than that. Call it 25. <laughs> um, I, I think Butters will be okay. Anyway, uh, next question is, should I go with it into Doc? Should you go with it into whoever the hell you can afford? So, yes. That should have been done last week. But, but yeah. yeah. Yep. Get him out. Um, next question is trying to filter through a lot of bad ones. Uh, who's the best player to finish your team? Out of everyone in the whole game. Oh, that's easy. Um, McRae. No, Oliver. No, Neil. <laughs> that's easy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tim English. Because I assume everyone has most of the others. Or yeah, no, Rory we could say. I think from from each line, Stuart down back. Like I'll, I'll try and pick ones that aren't like... Super owned. So Stuart down back, Laird in, yeah. Laird in the midfield, um, English in the forward line, and then I don't know, Wits in the rucks, but like everyone's got Wits. So there you go. Okay. Uh, Toiling Bergy asks, why the F did I trade Cogs? I don't know. Uh, you can't beat yourself up. I don't yeah. think. Like, like we're going to sit here as Cogs owners and go, haha, sucked in. Like, we said, I said this after the 140, but like, it wasn't a full guarantee. He's just going to be slotted straight back into the midfield, but um, he had two. He had two easy kills. Well, George will say otherwise. He was named at Rover, so that means he wow. was definitely. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. After that was the biggest cap I've ever seen. After <laughs> he's thirty-seven, George was full on trade cogs mode. Oh he was my recommending God. trade. No, I wasn't. I said mine back. He's no, going to lose. You've got to trade him this week. You've got to trade him. He did. He but did it in like 4.2 seconds. Said. Monday trades, a premium goes every Monday for me. And then I need to think <laughs> about it towards the end of the week. Okay, well, he was named videos. that week, new coach named in the midfield. I said, hold up. This is what I thought, okay? I traded Brody in round two. Worst trade ever. All time. You're not going to beat that. Worst trade ever. Unless you but got him back, mate. <laughs> I remembered what it was like to not have, like I thought to myself, what if, Cogs plays in the midfield under the new coach. He was named on the ball and he gets to play the two worst teams we've ever, ever seen. What if he goes well when you don't have him? Ask the four people in our in our Discord group or in the main Regs League group that traded him. I think it's probably four out of, what is it, 36 of us? Mm. They, they are hating the game so much that I've never seen before. And it's just Cogs spam and they can't take it. So, well, mate, take yeah. it from me and JD. We've watched Brody spam for twelve weeks. For Jesus, like suck it up. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a shell of a person at the moment. I'm <laughs> held up. I'm taking it better than JD, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Like, come on, spam me like <laughs> yeah. dogs. Jesus, yeah. I, I, it <laughs> helps you've got Sicily here, you know, and exactly. Sicily. Yeah, I know. That's probably why. <laughs> at least uh, for no, at least you take take the lesson out of it. Yeah. 
because it's hard because yeah. if he hadn't put that 37 in and had such a big break even i think more people would have held just to see the one week with the new coach yeah but the, that like, created probably a sense or... of urgency which people then bid on but i don't know like cogs could still fail from here like yes we've got a couple of good scores from him but if he goes like i don't know 90 from here and 95 from here it's still not that great so i wouldn't I beat yourself up too much they're a big like what if they sure could no yeah they could about, be. so i don't know it's still hard to evaluate that trade on three weeks afterwards with two of them being bent west coast and north so don't beat yourself up too much could could come back in favor okay uh yes or no answer only jack crisp all australian JD? Mate, has it been in your team on Twitter? Uh, One word answer. The only place he's all Australians on is his passport. Answer? <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I'll just take that as a yes since you haven't answered. And I will say in for Petrarca this week. Uh, track wasn't in anyway. No. Is there a time machine so I can trade butters over cogs? If look, if there's a time machine, I sure as shit wouldn't be going to a supercarriage trade first. I'd be doing something else, but <laughs> 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 that's the last thing I'm caring about. Oh, um, can, can you imagine time traveling? You've unlocked the secret, and the first thing you do is <laughs> open your supercarriage. <laughs> I gotta fix my trades. I gotta fix them. There's probably easier uh, ways to win fifty grand. You, you, you might not even funny. win it. That's the funniest part. You might still not yeah, get there. Yeah. Yeah, it'd have to be like a round one. Go back to round one and start the optimal team. But yeah, where's the fun in that anyway? What? There's a reason you play this game. Sorry, we went on that. Sorry, mate. Yeah, yeah. no, there isn't. <laughs> um, oh, no, we got to quickly go. This there's become like so. Part of the fun of Discord is like you have people that take on players as their personality. So, like, you have someone that, like, well, decides that they, they're, like, the SDK fanboy and you have someone that decides whatever else. This week, we've been blessed with a, a Chad Warner, a Chuck Warner, like, and I have not never seen Chuck Warner talk about so much. It's funny because, uh, like, after watching him play a couple of games this year, I could see him being a super coach premium in the future and I've said as much. But questions on thoughts on starting Chad Warner next year? I don't know, dude. We'll revisit in February. Just pump the brakes. He's a good player. We don't need to see like spam every week at the moment. You said the good part about Discord is that. I don't think that's good. Anyway, every it's... person's a player. Like, I don't even know. Who <laughs> uh, sometimes it can mm-hmm. be fun. Look, we got Cooper Stevens M1 in here. That's funny. <laughs> crisp, crisp. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, okay. Maybe this isn't a good part. But yeah, hold up on Chuck Warner. Well, it's not good for whoever does it because I just don't know who you are. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> like, that's true. Because if you change your name again, I don't know who the hell it is. All right, next question. Are we still in the q and I think so. Um, <laughs> any world where you hold Dacos? No. I'd have to be in a pretty good position. I need his money, so. Goodbye, Nicholas. Yep. And um, is McRae captain option this week? Yes. Yep. Well, vice captain, I think, but yes. And I think we'll go last question. No, two more. Um, would you still consider Libet as a trade-in target if you're worried about Bond? Oh, this is like, hey, you would, is, was it Baps that asked it? Hey, he was going um, hard on the Libet chat today. No, nah, someone else. 
You hate Lillard, don't you, JD? No, you don't hate him. But... I don't hate him at all. I think he's a perfectly good player. It's just like interesting that what uh, Bailey Smith is going to miss four weeks and all of a sudden that makes like Lillard like this great trading option. I don't know about that. I think respect. Hasn't he gone well even with him previously? Yeah, he like he's averaging 103 on the year. And the games that he had without him, the games he had without him, he went 131 and 111. So, like, you know, he scored well without him. But I don't know. Like, it just, he's 544K, which is right up there. Mm. Are you picking picking Libra over Parker? Well, that's probably cool for me, but no, I'm not. I'm probably not Parker. Uh, And what about like Libra against Trelaw? I'll take Mm. Libra. Yeah, I'll take Libra. Uh, and then you wouldn't have Libra ahead of like English or Bont. John's would probably have him ahead of Bont, but that's because Bont's going to No, I still him. take. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't. Libra's dribble is not a crash hot. Like it's good, it's not perfect. And you want it as good as it can be at this point in the year. All right. All right. So if you've got English, Dunkley, Parker, Bont ahead of him, that's four. You've probably got one of Cogs or Butters. That's five, and then most people have got Brody or Cameron. That's six-ish. Like mm. I, I, you're not trading any of them to Liver. I don't know. It's just you like it's a weird option. And if you're taking a punt on someone this week, I'd rather probably do it on Himmelberg. Still, it's just a <laughs> like I don't know. It could be a pot option that works out really well for me. I'm not saying it's like a bad trading by any means. It's just like how I've got them ranked at the moment. I just can't see many teams have been in a position where they're picking Liver over these other options. Look. I think with the Baz thing, we could actually really see the dogs' mids spike. Like it's now, it's down to four now. Like it's the clear number one starting is going to be McRae, Bont, Libba, and then Dunks coming out of the forward line. True law as well. And true law. So like with Baz out, and maybe Baz comes back in four weeks and he doesn't get straight back in the midfield because of, you know, his situation. So I don't know. Is Lockie Hunter this back this week? Because that was uh, all the yes. talk that he was going to yeah. be back after the bye. Because that's yeah. the one that like that comes in quite obviously for Bailey Smith for the outside role, but probably won't take up as many CBAs. It means they play a proper wingman. They're just yeah. playing midfielders who they were made to play uh, forward. Bailey Williams was like playing wing, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah and that too. And he kind of had like McCone was. Kind of, yeah, you've McComb, got, yeah. got McNeil and McComb kind of sharing one as well with like the forward rotations. Yep. So last question, is McRae a vice-captain option? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think he said that maybe. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think we'll wrap up. I think this was one of the shorter ones, only just so. So I think we'll sign off. Um, I think next the next few weeks of podcast will make them a bit more fun because there's less to talk about. So... Rankings, hypotheticals, well, next year the, maybe. The highlight of this uh, this week for me was definitely learning about George's um, science class. So if you've got some some non super uh, related questions you'd like to ask George, preferably, then yeah, hit us up with those as well. we'll I'm not that interesting. Um, <laughs> maybe you can talk about your younger days, JD, in your prime. <laughs> whoa, 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 that's very loaded. That is very loaded. What are you saying? I'm, He's still, I'm, I'm still in my younger days and I'm still in my prime, all right? <laughs> okay. Very well, but um, talking prime, prime, prime here. But anyway, I think that's it. We'll wrap it up. Any final words, Eno? Uh, I got on the free Thursday night, so 
Nice. That's a massive game in the context. I mean, oh yeah, we were saying before the game, uh, before the podcast. There's like 12 teams with a percentage above 100, and like a couple games, you know, between like half the ladder. So every game is pretty big between any of those teams. And um, I think obviously not relevant, but next week after the buys are done, there's like every game is a pretty good matchup. Like Carlton Freo next week, Geelong Tigers. Collingwood GWS Sydney Saints like they're all just, it's like going to be like four or five big games every week so look we're super coach podcast but I'm kind of looking forward to like just footy, sitting back yeah. just watching footy for like the next yeah. half of the year so um, I'll tell you what people have been complaining about Essendon being on Friday night three weeks in a row right we had it against Carlton week on it's St Kilda next week and then it's West Coast the week after three Friday night slots Essendon in the row and can I say there is no one more upset with the AFL and their fixturing than my wife because Friday night comes around and my weekend is over by 10 p.m. I'm in a foul mood. Supercoach teams down the drain. Essendon's put up another stinker. It's absolutely awful. Us Essendon fans aren't enjoying Friday night slots either, all right? Like, put it to a Sunday so we can, like, at least only suffer for half on a the day weekend. before we can reset something. on the Monday. Yeah, it's just absolutely shocking. Like, my boy's got his second birthday this weekend. How am I meant to be up and about after watching, like, I don't know, maybe Massimo comes in and saves the day. Well, let's, let's heard Massimo. Massimo. We, turn, we turn a new leaf at Essendon this weekend. Um, yeah, that's that's sad. Um, George, what, do you, what are your final thoughts, mate? What, what do you got going well, on? I was just thinking, well, Essendon versus West Coast, surely they put that on 7, mate, and put a movie on Channel 7. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What, what Who's going to watch that? That's garbage. What movie are you watching over over that? Like, what, The Accountant? Oh. What, what's what's wait, like Lord of the Rings rerun? Wait, wait, wait. It's Dogs, Hawks, and then an hour later, it's Pies and uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe I'll just play Game of the League then. They know <laughs> what they're doing. They know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't watch many movies. I watched Hustle on the weekend. That was good. It was good. Oh, I've got to get to that, yeah. Strong recommend. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we can talk about movies next week. We'll see. Warriors or Celtics? Uh, Warriors. Steph yeah. Curry, final MVP. Good question. You're both going to say that. I'll so say think Boston can force the game seven, but then if it went to game seven, I think Warriors would win game seven anyway. Nah, but... stuff Boston. Hate them. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah thanks. But I know what you guys were going to say. <laughs> anyway, we'll wrap it up. Thanks for tuning in, everyone, and we'll see you guys later in the week for the trades video.